Howdy. Hi, how's it going? Great, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, I had a, cu- a cup of coffee a little bit ago, and I might be a little, <laughs> a little too much caffeine going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little too jittery. Yeah, for a Sunday night, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a hard, a hard um, week ahead. So it's Sunday night to us, but to you fine folks, it is Monday morning. Hi. Um, and here's our weird story of the week. It's Laura's turn. And um, thrill us, if you wouldn't mind, with your Snack Size episode. What are we, what are you, what's going on? Tell us everything, all the things. I will tell you everything. Um, Have you ever heard of the zombie attack in World War I? In World War, no. I heard of the zombie attack in Miami a handful of years ago. But not in oh, the people on the um, crocodile or whatever it was. <laughs> no, the the guy on on bath salts, yeah, that like attacked mm-hmm. the homeless guy that it, or somebody. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of that. I've heard of that. He was on some drug called like crocodile or something like that. Like, don't take drugs called crocodile. Um, <laughs> it's mm. all bad, and not especially not in Florida. Also, don't try to eat a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, just stay away from anything crocodile related. Um, <laughs> Exactly. So no, uh, I've got it. Tell me everything. This sounds crazy as fuck. <laughs> All right. So this comes from um, historicmysteries.com and this is an article by Lauren Dillon. All right. So um, World War One was a brutal and vast conflict uh, that resulted in the deaths of about forty million soldiers and civilians. Okay. Should so we get familiar, Zane in here with to tell us a little bit more in detail about World War One? Honestly, this is how I heard of this story first time. Was Are we serious? I was like, what? I'm like, I'm totally using that. I'm totally going to like, did you really? for one of my weird stories. I'm not uh, like, yeah, okay, I didn't cool. know about this until my son told me about it. Okay. So her son is one of our sources for today's episode. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> We are familiar with stories from the larger battles of the war, the tales of the trenches and chemical warfare. Right. Um, When recording the history of war, some of the smaller battles get pushed to the side. Um, Only mentioned in a few books or found in in the depths of some forgotten archive. Right. So one of these such battles took place in an effort for the Germans to capture the Ossovic fortress from the Russians. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, What occurred during that battle was the stuff horror movies are made of. A battle so brutal that it inspired both the Russian metal band Arya and Swedish metal band Sabaton to sing about this specific event. The battle is often referred to as the attack of the dead men because it was said the walking dead themselves rose and fought to defend Osvik Fortress. The attack of the dead men, also people call it the, the zombie attack, um... Sounds like a work of fiction, but the events at Ossovic Forest, Fortress, not Forest, um, in early August 1915 are hauntingly true. Oh, my God. So the fortress itself was a 19th century fortress constructed by the Russian Empire in what is now Poland. Okay. Uh, Construction lasted 10 years from 1882 to 1892. And the fortress was built as a defensive spot against the western border of Russia from the German army. Okay. So during World War One, Germany desperately wanted control of the fortress. Um, the fortress was in a perfect location. Okay. It is built less than 30 miles from the border of East Prussia. Um, it guarded the only crossing of the Bib- 
Ibraza River, so the Justin Bieber River. Um, the bogs and marshes surrounding the town. A lot of, of little girls the- want that location. <laughs> right? Where is that? Um, what was even more appealing than just a, check, a choke point for the Germans um, was that it was right along um, a rail line. And okay. that um, it ran through the fortress and was also able to cross the river. So the German the German army needed this fortress, right? Sure. Okay. So in summer in the in September of nineteen fourteen, the German army made its first attack um, on the fortress, which was unsuccessful. So they tried again in February and March of nineteen fifteen, and again the Germans failed. Okay. The Russians in the fortress had a better position, and they were comfortably entrenched in their fortifications. Um, so they had, like, trenches outside the fort, and then the walls were super thick. They had, like, a high advantage point, and then along the top they had, um, you know, places where they could just pick off the Germans. Okay. So, unfortunately, um, <laughs> this was all going to change. So the Germans sent... Field Marshal Paul von Hindenburg, um, and he decided that the third attack would be nothing like the first two attacks. Prop, so, good idea. That's, I mean, that right? sounds I mean, fair. those didn't work so good. So, <laughs> so he returned to the fortress in late July of 1915 for an all-out offensive. Okay. There were only 900 soldiers in the fortress, and they watched as 13 to 14 German infantry battalions, 24 to 30 siege guns, in an engineer combat battalion surrounded the fortress. Um, the Germans also came with a secret weapon. On April 22nd of 1915, the German army had fired over 150 tons of chlorine gas Ew. at the French at the Second Battle of um, Pre-Belgium. This was the first major attack in which the Germans used chemical weaponry, and the effects were deadly. To ensure the capture of the fortress would be a success, the Germans brought 30 balloons under their containers of the gas, along with 7,000 men. Oh, you paused after balloons, and I thought, well, that's fun. (laughs) Right? Isn't that nice? (laughs) That's so sweet. (laughs) God. All right. This is a Justin Bieber thing concert. All right, cool. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It sounds like a nice place to go. I mean, Um, (laughs) I don't hear any downsides yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, right. All of the freaking chemical gas, right. Chlorine gas, yeah, not so great. So the defeat of the Russians at the fortress was expected to be swift. The German troops lay in wait, just waiting until the wind went in the right way, right? Sure. So at 4 a.m. on August 6th of 1915, the moment arrived. And the German army began attacking with heavy artillery fire, as they had done before. And as the barrage of shells began raining down in the fortress, the Germans also released the 30 balloons of chlorine and bromine gases. After five to ten minutes, the entire fortress was blanketed by a massive, foul-smelling blanket of gas. The attack was described as follows. Dark green smog of chlorine and bromine mixture moved towards Russian positions. The emitted gas wave of 1.9 miles wide reached 5 miles width and 20 miles or 12 miles depth. Jesus. All alive died in this death zone. The leaves on the trees turned yellow, curled up and fell off. The grass turned black and fell to the ground. The grass is a- fell to the ground. 
Well, you know, it, it just kind of <laughs> oh, okay. kind of went like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, go on. <laughs> and I turned black, which is what the fucking creepy thing is. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. <laughs> so, chlorine is a greenish, yellowish gas that is naturally occurring in the environment and used in drinking water and pesticides. Um, however, once chlorine gas touches the skin or is inhaled by a person, the chemical reacts quickly. The okay. chlorine immediately breaks down into hypochlorous and hydrochloric acid once it dissolves in water, which the human body, hello, lots of water. Yeah, yeah, mostly so water. So chlorine's <laughs> attachment to water, yeah, that's a big, big portion, um, means that when the gas comes into contact with the eyes, it causes acid burns and melts the optic nerve. Nausea, vomiting, and perforations in the esophagus occur with triggering pulmonary edema. Which is a large buildup of liquid in the lungs. It right. only it takes only eight hundred ppm, which is like point one two ounces per gallon of exposure to the gas to be lethal. Bromine, Jesus. the other gas used, is brownish red smog like vapor found naturally in soil and water. Like chlorine, the amount of gas gas exposure required to be lethal is very small. Okay. Bromine burns the skin, causing lesions and blisters, eventually completely melting the skin of a of a body. Oh, God. Bromine is absorbed by the lungs and mucous membranes of the body, causing edema and catarrh, which is a huge buildup of mucus in the nose and throat. Breathing in a large amount of bromine will eat away at your lungs, trachea, kidney, and liver. And these people were dosed with both of them. Right. Oh, God. So this was the horror that was facing the Russian defenders that morning, but they were not deterred. In an effort to protect their faces, the Russian soldiers resorted to tearing pieces of clothing and urinating on them, and they would wrap them or hold the cloth to their faces to try to stop the gas. Because um, they did have gas masks, but they were, like, really rudimentary and not obviously couldn't, like, repel this for such a long period of time. Sure. So the Germans, they were confident that they were going to, you know, in their victory— they waited outside the fortress for the gas to clear in preparation to take control. And they expected no counterattack because they figured the gas was going to kill everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, but as the gas began to clear, what the Germans saw was something out of a horror movie. Running, probably most likely stumbling and crawling, towards the horrified Germans were the hundreds of Russian soldiers that had not died. Their bodies were melting from the inside, skin covered in chemical burns or missing entirely. Yeah. Some spitting out pieces of their lungs as they ran. The German army was so terrified of these disgusting zombie-like men that they fled in terror, trying to get away from the attacking dead men of the fortress. Oh, the regiments my. at the front of the German line trampled those behind them, killing their own men as they fled. Regiments with bayonets turned and tried to escape, impaling those around them. Oh, Jesus God. Soldiers got tangled up in the barbed wire nets that lay in front of the second trench. A fire broke out and began to spread, causing more chaos. Soldiers in the trenches abandoned their weapons, trying to crawl out of those trenches while those fleeing fell into the same ones. So as they're running away, basically, they're running into their own people, um accidentally killing them they ran into their own barbed wire and got tangled up um so by 11 a.m though everything was over um and when did the it Germans start taking 4 a.m huh? it started 4 a.m yeah. okay mm -hmm. 
So the Germans, taking stock of the situation and decidedly shaken, decided to wait a few days before going back to the fortress in hopes that any dead men would now, in fact, actually be dead. Be dead, yeah. So the fortress was taken by the Germans when they came back, and the Germans learned that (laughs) day sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, and both they and the Russians opened a new chapter about the horrors of war. So that is the story of the zombies. That is fortress. fucking horrific. It's terrible. But also, I think it's one of those things that we forget. You know, we don't talk about some of the stuff that happened. Yeah. So it's got that. And where some of the things that, you know, become pop culture come from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, question. <clears throat> Who who is monitoring what your son reads and watches? <laughs> um, because goddamn, <laughs> unfortunately, like he is allowed to have access to the historic stuff, and that uh, that changes after today, <laughs> right? And unfortunately, history is 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 quite brutal a lot oh of times. Oh my god. But wow. he is ba- and he's basically like an encyclopedia of it. He so. absolutely a thousand percent is. Um, wow, that's that's horrific. Um, and thanks, Zane. Yeah, I know, right? That makes me sound terrible. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he told me all about it. <laughs> that's the thing, though, guys. Zane actually is a huge history, history and war buff. Like that kid. God, we Laura and I were just talking about this when we recorded. The episode before this, um, when we were in Paris, Zane, we would be like, (laughs) we would be on the freaking metro going somewhere. And he'd be like, so, Carrie, did you know about this exact specific battle that happened right overhead? And that I was like looking at Laura, like, who in the hell is this kid? He's nine. He's He's so manny with that kind of stuff because he's super into it, super, Um, super into it. And he just absorbs this kind of knowledge like a sponge. It's fascinating. Really fascinating. Yeah, Um, They're learning about the Middle Ages right now in school and he just loves it. So there's been lots of talk of all kinds of things between the plague and, you know, and they always like the gross, the gross stuff. Yes. I mean, so then... And zombies, of course, he's into it. Oh, I mean, a thousand percent. But then also he must have been, like, remembering the plague part of the London Dungeon that we went to. Yeah, his teacher says that he adds a lot of stuff to the conversations regarding (laughs) the history stuff. (laughs) She's like... like, I think she's saying it kindly, but yeah. Right. So, uh, Laura, listen, I'm going to need Zane to teach the class on this day. I'm going to be late. So if he doesn't mind, he's doing it better than me. Yeah, he's a little he's a little bit. I love it, though. I mean, you know, hey, can't complain about a kid looking to know. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if the story were about like a serial killer that did horrible things to their victims, then it would have been, you know, like, right. so Laura, That's us what? at 13, 14. Right. So. Yeah. The question of Laura, who, who's monitoring his, yeah, this is history. <laughs> this is, you know, it's, it just, yeah, those wars were both pretty foul, terrific. pretty, yeah. pretty foul. Um, but then it sounds terrific, not like, terrific. <laughs> 
Jesus. I'm like, they're terrific. I meant to say horrific. (laughs) This is how this is how Laura's Monday is going, guys. Um, It was funny, and I know that you don't. um, When you've got your your notes up. You can't see my reaction, but you were talking about this gas and you're like, and it's found in water. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to put that right over there. Um, Yeah, this was a really great one. Yeah. So good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. This was a really great one. I actually was going to do a positive one, but I've been pretty positive with the ones that I had done lately. So I decided to to break it (laughs) and make it absolutely terrible. And and that you did. That you did, so maybe I'll bring the positive uh, next next week. Um, so yeah, to that end, guys, uh, yeah, happy Monday and uh, get your week started off right and weird and really fucking gross. Yeah, very gross. You're very welcome. gross. So thanks for that, <laughs> Laura. Anyway, guys, bye. As always, stay safe out there because you never know who <laughs> or what is listening. We'll see you next weekend. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>